0: Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like?
1: Heineken! Fuck that shit! through the ribbon!
0: You
2: take drugs, Danny? Yeah. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Really, really,
3: really,
1: really, really well. I drink
2: your milkshake! <sighs> I drink it up! Son of a bitch. You stole mine. A
4: <laughs> is him good rob is him good
0: <laughs> is him good is
4: him good good that's from robin big yeah it's big's uncle is him good
0: i don't know maybe try and get it a little closer or something there you go
4: oh my fucking growl dude
0: <laughs> gotta get right up in there <laughs> and we're back this is wtm watch this movie episode 99 we're almost there almost 200 <laughs> we'll recording 100 right after this we'll be doing jaws with Mr. Wolfie T, hey! ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big one. You okay? Yeah, bless you. He is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is WTM. Watch this movie. I am your host, Eric Mulder. Eric, he is a bad, bad man. Joined once again by Mr. Alex Jones. Hey there. What's going on, Jones? Nothing.
4: Let him watch. Let him watch. Fuck, I couldn't even get a word in before his sound bite. <laughs> Jeez Louise.
0: Can't just be waiting for you to say something the whole time. <laughs> just thinking. you got to be on your toes. Quick on the toes? Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, we're continuing our Summer Down under with this breakdown of Animal Kingdom. It's the third Aussie film we've done. Uh, we're doing Jaws, which... It's not an Aussie film, but there's an Aussie aspect to it. And then we might do another Aussie film during the horror extravaganza. Brett and I might do Wolf Creek. We'll see. I'm going to rewatch it. I've only seen it once. It was a long time ago. Me
4: too. I remember parts were good. Yeah. But yeah, I'd have to rewatch it.
0: Yeah. So we'll see on that. Yeah. Still spitballing some ideas around. But. Got to do Toby Hooper. Yeah. You probably
4: get a Toby Hooper
0: flick in there. Mm hmm.
4: I mean, Texas Chainsaw's is the easy one, but. Yeah, Poltergeist. Didn't he write that?
0: No, he also he directed it. But people he write it. Who Spielberg was involved in that though? Yeah, a lot of people were like, "Well, Spielberg really directed it." Well, no, Toby Hooper got credit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I'd have to dig deeper to give a you know the real answer of who did it, but which we already covered: Toby Hooper flick, Texas Chainsaw Two. Yep. Anyways, Animal Kingdom. Let's let's get down to Brass Tacks, gentlemen. Came out in 2010, directed by David McCode, 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 (laughs) Chode.
4: Still fucking Chode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who also did War Machine, which you gave a never rating to. I did. That you did. It's all right. It's on the list. I, I, I cut it short, so... People wondering about our film ratings lists they are subject to change. If sure. you watch a movie again, we can move them up or down. But the last time we saw them, that's the rating I got. Yeah, that's a never. So uh,
4: it's <laughs> only going to come off of there if Mulder or Wolfie T watches it and disagrees.
0: Mm-hmm. Which, you know, doesn't put it at the top of my list. Right. Of movies I want to watch. <laughs> so it'll probably be there a while. But uh, it also it got middling reviews. Like uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's right around like 61, okay. 63.
4: Yeah, I think you're right. Because I think right before we wa- went to watch it, I looked it up quick and I was like, eh. It was like what you've said before. It's one of those ratings where it's like, well, you could either really like it or hate it. Yeah. It's just kind of boring.
0: Uh, he also did the Rover. In 2014, with Robert Pattinson and... Fuck, who else is in there? Guy Pierce. I don't know the Rover. It's kind of like a modern, western type of thing. Okay. Feel to it, at least. You got good reviews. Not like War Machine. This one, I believe Animal Kingdom has about a 96% Rotten Tomatoes. 95. 95.
4: War Machine is 53.
0: Ooh, 50 didn't make the fresh.
4: And Rover is 66.
0: Okay. So kind of meddling, but...
4: It only credits him as a producer in Rover. Oh, really? On Rotten Tomatoes, at least.
0: Hmm. Who's the director? Is it saying Rotten Tomatoes?
4: Yeah, that's it, stupid. He directed it. For some reason, when you go to his page, like it'll list all the credits he got for the movies. Mm-hmm. Like Animal Kingdom, director, screenwriter, reporter. not know what reporter means.
0: Uh, oh, he's probably the actor. Play a reporter in the movie.
4: Good point. Uh, For Rover, it only says producer. But then when you click into Rover, it lists him as a director. Dumb.
0: Well, when you get best picture, who gets the Oscar? Producer. Producer gets it. They get top bill because they produce the movie. Well, they're they're
4: what makes the magic happen.
0: (laughs) Not... (laughs) But uh, like I said, 2010 general storyline: seventeen-year-old uh, navigates a survival amongst an explosive criminal family and the detective who thinks he can save him. Uh, this is a breakdown, uh, so we're, we're going to be going through the entire, you know, plot. There's going to be spoilers. Um, we might not, may not be as detailed this time around, but um, we're going to be relating it to uh, the real life events uh, events that partly inspired it. And then also talk about some themes, uh, comparisons to other mob films. So, spoilers are to come. Pretty much any, we do a leftover or a breakdown, the spoilers. So, yeah. Go out and see this movie if you have not. It is a winner. Excellent. Say soonish.
4: Yep. I'd say soonish. Mm-hmm. It's a good addition to your gangster film collection, I would say.
0: That it is. Our
4: crime, crime film,
0: I would mm-hmm. say. Well, let's get into the actors. So, James Frenchville or Freshville. Frish, I don't know what it is. F R E C H E V I L L E. Freshville. I think I I got to hold a record on iTunes as being like the one guy who spells out like all the actors' names because I can ever <laughs> pronounce it. Every episode, I'm like, uh, it's spelled this way. That's our shtick. Yeah, it's kind of my thing, I guess.
4: Well, I was going to say. So, Cody Brandy come up, and we go out to eat at mm-hmm. nicer restaurants, like, past year or so. It's been kind of, like, our thing. Yeah. Except we'll go to restaurants where, because they're nicer, a little fancier, we don't we don't know how to pronounce some of the foods on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I said, after I ordered something, I think we went to some fancy seafood place downtown, and I ordered something, and I, like, had to, I was like, this one. <laughs> And then I go, that's going to be our shtick. We go to nice <laughs> places, but we can't totally pronounce what we're about to eat. That's kind of our thing.
0: Uh, so, yeah, James F., <laughs> he plays the main protagonist, Joshua J. Daniel Cody. Uh, he's Smurf's grandson and the nephew of Pope Craig and Darren. Have you seen anything else that he's in? Nothing. I have seen one other film that he was in after this called uh, Mothers. Okay. Mother, Mothers? Or oh, wait.
4: Go ahead and you can finish. I have seen a film he's in.
0: But it's the storyline is it's him and I forget the other actor, but their moms are played by uh Robin Wright and Naomi Watts. And they're like best friends, so they start banging each other's kids.
4: <laughs> so like <laughs>
0: the like the sons are best friends. So sure. they start sleeping with their friend's mom. The opposite. So
4: they sleep with each other's moms. Yeah. Oh,
0: So there's no incest involved But it's like if me and you just started sleeping with each other's moms Sure <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of uncomfortable It's a little weird It's very weird Because they're both playing like 20 year olds And it's, you know, Naomi Watts and Robin Wright Are fantastic looking ladies Yeah You know, they're in their 40s But Naomi so Watts, the age difference is a little
4: Yeah Naomi Watts always seems younger to me than she actually is mm-hmm. I don't know why what do we watch? Uh, the uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movie that came out. Demolition? Demolition. She's in that? Yeah. Okay. She's basically the lead actress in that. She, I mean, she's showing a little bit of aging there, but for some reason, I think of her, I just always think of her as being younger. I don't know why. So this is James Freshville. Um So I saw him in The Drop. You ever see The Drop? No, not yet. That was a good movie. Tom Hardy. Was he good in it? Uh, I mean, I remember him being, he was fine. I don't remember anybody being bad. So I didn't, wa- I watched Drop once and I really liked it because there was mm-hmm. kind of, there's a twist that you don't expect in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was really good. Um, I, he hasn't played the lead role, obviously, but I don't know. He's all right. He's kind of a good enough not to be remembered. Being and this
0: mother, he's kind of a wooden, I guess, kind of actor. Doesn't seem like he's the best actor, but it. His role, I think, fits him perfectly in here. I think he kind of owns the role, and he's, I guess he's at least perfect for the role in here. So I do like him quite a bit in this movie. Um, next up is Ben Mendelsohn, who plays Pope. He's Andrew Pope Cody. He's kind of the psycho oldest brother of the, of the group. You know, Uncle to Jay. To Jay. Guy Pierce is a uh, sergeant, or is it lieutenant? Sergeant? Lucky.
4: Detective Leckie.
0: Detective Nathan Leckie. Um, was kind of an old-fashioned cop, one of the few quote-unquote good ones, because there's rumors that there have been a lot of shady cops. Uh, Jackie Weaver is Janine Smurf Cody. She's the matriarch of the family, and they kind of run their base of operations out of her house. Yep. Uh, Joel Argenton plays Barry Baz Brown. He's he's not a, technically a part of the family. He's just a great friend, but he kind of helps lead the crew. Uh, Sullivan Stapleton as Craig Cody. He's the middle brother, successful drug dealer. He pretty much paid for the house that Smurf is living in through drugs. Luke Ford plays Darren Cody, the youngest brother, who is <laughs> technically you know Jay's uncle, but he's only a couple of years older. Um, Dan, oh, I'm sorry, Laura Wheelwright as Nicole Nikki. Um, henry she's jay's girlfriend dan wiley as ezra white it's the family's lawyer Um, and justin rosenak as detective randall roche who's the kind of the corrupt cop that's helping the family and cahoots with them in bed with the family so uh story starts out jay's mother overdoses apparently from drugs movie opens with him sitting on the couch with her and the paramedics come in mm-hmm. and uh, she's dead and so he calls Grandma Smurf up who he hasn't really spoken to in years or seen in years and asks to stay there. Of course she's, yeah, come on over. Of course. You can tell there's been some bad relationships between her and her daughter, Jay's mother, probably because of the drugs or maybe the drugs was a, you know, a, a side effect of their strained relationship because it seems like his mom maybe at least tried to keep him out of the crime aspect of the family. Out of Even the family she business.
4: overdosed on heroin. What's that? Even though she overdosed on heroin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jackie Weaver goes into it. Smurf goes into it later mm-hmm. of why they fell out.
0: I forgot. What was uh
4: They got they were drunk playing cards. Cards yeah. and um I think I wrote on the quote cuz okay. she said can't trump it you can't can't play the Joker on a Trump car round or something I don't remember. I have the exact quote, but uh but they disagreed and then that's what it led to. Because she's like here let me find the quote
0: actually looks like hate trumped love in that situation. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah
4: she so she says they had a fight about the card game five hundred. Okay. And his mom said you could play the Joker whenever you want in a no Trumps hand. And then the exact quote from Smurf was, "I lose my daughter because you can't play the Joker whenever you want in a no Trump hand." <laughs> that was why.
0: But yeah, it seems like she at least kind of kept him him away from the family business. Yeah, because he's such a fish out of the water once he starts to live with them. Right. And interact with his uncles.
4: Well, he must have done something prior crime related because Pope at one point says to him, "You're good with cars, aren't you?" And he goes uh, yeah whatever he goes, yeah, we're gonna need you to get us a car so he went he went and steal he went to steal a car for them mm-hmm. so at some point maybe out of the crime family aspect but maybe not out of getting into trouble
0: yeah, I don't know maybe he was a good mechanic. I mean, he's 17, so he you know, you're know you not known as a good mechanic at 17, but maybe uh, before his dad passed, maybe they had a relationship with cars. Maybe he knew a lot about engines. I don't know.
4: Or he stole cars. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Either way, you can't do much of either by the time you're 17.
4: Well, you can steal cars whenever the hell you want.
0: Yeah. Well, you can work on cars whenever the hell you want. That's what I'm <laughs> right. saying. You just can't do it that much by the time you're 17. Yeah. You're not an expert in either field.
4: But if you, if you knew a car guy and you went, you're pretty good at cars, would you expect them to go, yeah, I know how to steal them?
0: Well, I'm sure people know a lot about cars, or a decent amount, would know a lot of the how did the alarm systems work and whatnot, yeah. like where they're hooked up, yeah things like that. Anyways, uh, there's a little opening monologue here that kind of explains, introduces the family. This is from Jay.
1: Mom kept me away from my family because she was scared. I didn't realise it at the time, but they were all scared. Even if they didn't show it. I think even Barry Brown was scared. Even though he never showed it. Everyone felt safe around Bass. He'd punch your head off if you got in the way. If he was in the middle of an armed robin. Nine four. You got between him and the door, he'd put you on the ground and not think twice about it.
3: Good morning, baby.
1: But he was good to me. And to everyone else. You want juice? <laughs> it's nice juicing. Hi, Uncle Darren. Seriously, you gotta stop calling me Uncle. Gives me the creeps. Darren was only a couple of years older than me. There you go. <laughs> when we were little kids, he was like my best friend. We used to throw rocks at cars and that. <laughs> he had a way better BMX than me. Daisy, come here! My bike was shit. Come here. Yo, come on.
0: Come on, come
3: on. What's you doing, doing hon? What's it look like? Stay there.
0: Stay Ah, Mark. Fuck. Seriously. What the fuck is going on? Who said you bring that noise thing in my house?
3: It's yours. It's, it's not. Yes, What's it you? is. I found it under the sink. Do you want a juice?
1: No. My uncle Craig moved really fast. like, He was trying to stay in front of something. Craig!
3: What? Come here.
1: And Grandma Smurf.
3: Doing what? I'm just busy. Come here and give me a kiss.
1: She just seemed to want to be wherever the boys were. And she just wanted to be around whatever the boys were doing. But they were all scared. Even if they didn't show it. Even if they didn't know it exactly. Even if they were having to do what crooks do all the time, which is block out the thing they must know. They must know it. Which is the crooks always come undone. Always. One way or another. in Melbourne at this time. This was a while ago now. The armed robbery squad was out of control. They were shooting guys willy-nilly and getting away with it. And they'd been after Baz and my family for months. But the guy they really wanted, the guy they really hated, was my other uncle, Uncle Andrew. But everyone just called him Pope. He was hiding in a motel room somewhere, he heard he was next.
0: So, a lot of questions. First one: What do you think is the deal with Grandma Smurf and the kissing? Uh, I think it's just a
4: it's a sign of dominance, is how I looked at it. Okay. because she kisses all she kisses all of the boys at some point, and even with Pope, I don't you don't see her kiss Pope at any point. But when you know, we'll get to it when. He pops up at the house coming out of hiding or whatever, Mm -hmm. pops up in the kitchen, and then it cuts to them in the living room talking, and he's sitting on her lap, and she's got her arm around him type thing. I think the kissing is just like a sign of dominance. Okay. Thank you. I think-
0: And a show of respect to their mother.
4: Yep. And Jay doesn't, yeah, respect to your elders type thing. And Jay, I don't think, realizes that she's kind of running the show Mm -hmm. for the most part. Uh, right away that's why he's just like and she just wanted to be around everybody. But I think as the movie goes along and we'll get to the end, uh, he knows that she ultimately has probably the most power in the whole family.
0: Um, Jackie Weaver, uh one of the few fun facts I had, there wasn't all that many for this film, she said the way she interpreted the character, she was under the assumption or she was acting under under the assumption that all the kids of hers were from different fathers, most likely fathers with a criminal background. So it's like, you know, crime led to more crime with the offspring. Sure. And it would also explain, I mean, movies always have actors that obviously aren't siblings, play siblings, but these three siblings do look quite different, especially with Darren and Pope put those two together and the age differences. It would make sense that it would be maybe three Random or different men for all of them.
4: Yeah, because so they are supposed to be all her sons.
0: Yes. But they're probably but half the Pope brothers. Pope
4: isn't her son.
0: Pope? Yeah, he is. You sure? Mm hmm.
4: I thought Pope was her husband's brother. I don't believe so. Because I thought Pope, his
0: oh, uncle Pope. No, it says oldest of the brothers.
4: Oh. I could have swore they referred to him as Uncle Pope, maybe just because he's older.
0: Well, it's Jay's uncle.
4: Right. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I'm getting, I'm confusing myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I could see that because, yeah, like you said, Darren doesn't look, he's kind of blonde haired and whatever. They He does mm-hmm. look considerably different. Craig and, you know, Baz, Jill Edgerton, you could see how they're similar, kind of. But, yeah, I could see what you mean.
0: Because yeah, Jay is supposed to be about 17 yep. in this movie. And uh, Jane's uh, Fresh was 17 at the time uh, when he filmed it. So he was just kind of bigger for his age. Sure. So he looks a little more, they thought that played into like maybe more of an alpha male type. Yeah, That makes sense. played into it.
4: Like he said, when he called Smurf, he was like, yeah, the cops didn't do anything with me because I told him I was 18. So because I'm 18, like after they took his mom away. That's how he got past going, you know, to child services or needing a guardian because he just told him he was 18, even though he wasn't.
0: Um, Craig then uh, ends up taking Jay along with him to meet the uh, crooked cop, that uh, Randall Roche um, from the drug squad, who tells them that uh, renegade cops on the armed robbery squad are on the lookout for all of them, um, which echoes his or Jay's narration when he talked about Cops were shooting people willy-nilly and getting away with it yeah. at the time. And this is right before the show-them-who's-king scene, where there's a little bit of a road rage incident. And uh, so they pull off to a side of the road, and it's kind of like the two people in the cars are going to get out and get into a fight, and Craig gives a gun to Jay and says, show them who's king. And so Jay gets up, points the gun at him. <coughs> they scram. They bolt. Yeah. Get back, get, gets back in the car. That was kind of like his first moment of starting to, starting the transformation. A tournament into a man Yeah, type thing. Yep. We're going to switch gears here and start talking about the real family that inspired this and the real events. So this family is based off of the Pittingill family of Australia, a Melbourne-based criminal family headed by matriarch Kath Pettingill. Uh, family members had many convictions for different criminal offenses, including drug trafficking, arms dealing, armed robberies, accused of plenty of murders. Um, there, so there was Kath Pettingill, so the matriarch, just like Smurf here. Dennis Allen, he was the oldest son. Uh, Peter Allen, second oldest son. Victor Pierce, uh, he was the sixth son of Cath uh, Pettingill um Wendy Pierce was his kind of wife uh, although they never really married necessarily but they had four kids together long-term relationship that sort of thing uh Katie Pierce Wendy and Victor's 24-year-old daughter she was found dead in her home um, in Greensboro from a suspected drug overdose which will echo um Jay's girlfriend later in the film Lex Pierce, uh, son of Cath. Uh, Trevor Pettingill, also a son of Cath. Jamie Pettingill, son of Cath. Vicki Brooks, daughter of Kath Pettingill. got a girl in there. Finally had a girl. There you go. And uh, Jason Ryan, which is uh Victor Pierce's nephew and son of Vicky Brooks. Because yeah, Vicki Brooks knee Pettingill. So yeah. So that would have the Vicky would have been the daughter that OD's in the movie basically mm-hmm. as it's her son jason ryan jason ryan would later uh, enter protective custody and testify in the trial yeah. so we'll get into the walsh street sh- police shootings it took place in 1988 it was the murders of two victoria police officers constable stephen tynan 22 and damien Eyre, 20 so they're pretty young guys they were responding to a report of an abandoned car when they were gunned down at about 4.50 a.m. on in uh, Walsh Street, South Yarra, which is a Melbourne uh, suburb, on 12th of October, 1988. So four men, Victor Pierce, Trevor Penningill, Anthony Lee Farrell, and Peter David uh, McAvoy, were charged with murder and later acquitted by a jury in the Supreme Court of Victoria. Two other suspects, Jed Houghton and Gary Abdallah, were shot and killed Victoria police before being brought to trial Victor Pierce like I said these guys were acquitted uh so one of the main two Victor he was ended up dying in 2002 in a drive-by supposedly possibly from another gang don't know the whole story behind that one but he was gunned down and it just wasn't by the cops basically um but his uh widow Wendy although they said they never really married but ipso facto ex-wife she stated in an 05 interview that her husband had planned and carried out the murders, and he was actually guilty as charged. But there's a timeline of events here that I'd like to get to. 25th of January, 87, Mark Militano was shot and killed by Victoria Police. June, 1987, Frank Velastro Valis- was shot and killed by Victoria Police. 1st of October, 88, Haifung uh, Yap was shot by Stephen Tynan during a robbery, ending up... Paraplegic who later died of his wounds due to self-neglect. Eleventh of October, uh, Graham Jensen is killed. And the twelfth of October, the next day, less than twenty-four hours later, four fifty a.m. is when the Wall Street shootings happened. So this Graham Jensen guy was kind of a, a big friend of the family. He wasn't actual family member, so that would have made a lot of sense in Animal Kingdom, as Joel Edgerton dies very quickly. Or shortly into the film, mm-hmm. and to enact revenge, they go and murder two random cops. Yeah, doing the same exact thing. In the movie, the uh, Pope tells Jay to steal Commodore. That's the car that he steals. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Victor Pierce was alleged to have been known to use Commodores quite a bit. So leaving the car even makes sense with the backstory of the family. Twenty-first um, of October, the Tyre. Task force was set up. It was like a commission to investigate the two cops being killed. On 24th of October, Jason Ryan moved to Mansfield and placed under witness protection. So that would have been the J character, the nephew. 17th of November, 88, Jed Houghton shot and killed by police in uh, Bendigo Caravan Park. April 9th, 1989, Gary Abdallah is shot and killed by Victoria Police after pulling an imitation pistol on detectives. Twenty-sixth of March, ninety-one, is when the four accused men were found not guilty. So the trial lasted a while. On the thirteenth of March, twenty-eleven, Saturday night, aired former police officer Malcolm Rosenez's claim that uh, Graham Jensen was killed in cold blood and had a sawn-off rifle planted in his car after death. Because the reports from when Graham Jensen died was they followed him to a store and were going to arrest him, so they set up a bunch of vehicles that were going to block him in and one of them got stuck uh, because of oncoming traffic so it couldn't get into position so he went right out so then they confronted him as he's getting away and there was reports that he possibly brandished a weapon or a pistol and then one of the cops yelled out he has a gun and they shot and killed him right there so that obviously echoes pretty much the entirety of like the plot of this movie and it's not so much just inspired it's it's I mean it's fictionalized, but even with the girlfriend and how that relates to the woman being found of a drug overdose, mm-hmm. Pope shoots her up with heroin, very similar
4: I was gonna say because the way it was initially the things I read it said it was loosely based off the family, but they they fit in quite a few <laughs> <It> <laughs> seems dirt. like direct connections to uh events that occurred. With like, that family. Damn near
0: the only thing they changed is the date. Yeah, right. From 88 to, like, 2009. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Because when he ta- Jay talks about the narration that cops were shooting people willy-nilly and getting away with it, well, that's four people that are, I don't know the circumstances for all of them. Yeah. Obviously. And uh, being from Minneapolis, we're not going to about to uh, start accusing other countries' police officers of acting terribly, <laughs> shooting civilians. Mm-hmm as uh, we had the Australian woman gunned down last month. It was last month, right? Yep. But it seems like there may be something to their point, or at least their viewpoint that, Hey, these cops are out of control. They're shooting, you know, armed robbers willy nilly. I mean, they're self-admitted armed robbers and criminals. Right. So they're not really taking a moral high ground, but they're also, it's almost like they feel like maybe the cops have rigged the game against them almost Mm -hmm. in the movie. It's very clear. Uh, Jill Edgerton Baz goes to meet Pope secretly in a in a store. It's like a regular, like a grocery store or regular, just a convenience, well, not convenience store, but general store, so yep. to say. Talks about maybe going straight, you know, getting out of the business a little bit. And uh, he leaves, walks out. Going in to the calling. stock
4: market, he says. Yeah. Clean the stocks.
0: They're trying to go clean. He's um, got a
4: family, so he's got a wife and kid. Mm hmm. So this is where one of my questions... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Finish. Oh,
0: nothing. Um, Just that he's sitting in his car. The cops walk up to him. Because he thinks that they're there for Pope. Right. He's like, oh, you just missed him, you know. And one of them yells out, he has a gun. And they shoot him. Yeah. Point blank range and kill him. And he was not armed. So they're probably basing that off of that officer's testimony that Graham Jansen wasn't armed when he was shot. Now, not knowing... The real world events
4: of it and just thinking about the movie and early spoiler <laughs> smurf later tries to arrange the killing of jay i started to think this is one of the questions i had do you think smurf had tried to arrange the killing of baz and the reason why i started to think it was none of the boys or her sons have significant others besides nikki the girlfriend Mm -hmm. All the other ones are single, for the most part, it appears. She's the sole female figure in their life. You have Baz, who seems like he's going to go clean. He's got a wife. There's kind of that awkward moment in the house where she says something to Baz about, like, hey, let's get out of here or something like that. And he's like, I'm talking to my mom or whatever, some shit like that. There's, like, a weird moment where his wife feels like she can also give input and it's kind of awkward. Okay. And then he's talking to Pope about going straight, getting in the stock market, getting out of this shit. It's run its course. And then he's killed. And at the end of the movie I started to think, Did Smurf have him killed? Because at the end of the movie she's trying to arrange the killing of Jay mm-hmm. by using crooked cops to kill Jay. So then I went, Did she do that to Baz? Because she knows. She knows everything. She's the power. You learn, essentially. She kind of pulls all the strings. Mm-hmm. So
0: maybe she was behind the killing of Baz. Yeah, that's not something I initially thought of, but when you talk about it now, it makes a lot of sense.
4: Yeah, first time I saw it, I went, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, eh, it's just police, you know, whatever type thing. They're crooked cops, and they kill them, whatever, because they can't catch a pulp and whatever. They're sitting on the house. And I was like, well, maybe Smurf had a hand in that. She doesn't want people to stray too far away from the nest, you know. If he's going straight and he's got a family, well, that means less time for the other brothers and her and crime and all that stuff.
0: And you just have a bunch of people that know about your legal comings and goings. Right. Yep. So just have witnesses out there not helping your own family. Yep. Especially maybe the wife. Like, maybe she trusts Baz, but not the wife. Right. Yep. And you can say, well, why didn't she kill the wife then? Well, it'd also be... Uh, a warning to kill Baz. It's also easier to kill Baz. You can't just have the cops go to the house and kill the wife. Right. And not not Baz. Yeah. Because if you killed the wife... There's a lot more questions. Baz <laughs> seemed to be the
4: smartest one. And he might go, why the fuck would they kill the wife? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then he might figure it out. Not to yeah. mention. So that was one thing where I was like, well, I think Smurf maybe had Ed. Jill Edgerton offed. She is diabolical in here. Yeah. She's pretty solid. Um, you know, we need
0: to single out her performance, which was she was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting. Yeah. And a Ben Mendelsohn, those two are just fucking phenomenal in here. Yeah. Joel, Joel Edgerton
4: got nominated for some Australian awards for this, and they mm-hmm. said it was one of the smallest performances to get nominated. <laughs> because yeah, he's, he's killed, killed even like twenty
0: something minutes in. Like he's killed pretty quick. I think he won an AFI award in Australian. Yeah, that's one. what it was. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's only he dies twenty three minutes into the film. Which I'm like,
4: God, I don't know if I'd nominate him for that. Like, he was good, but it wasn't, like, insane. Uh, I did look at his film bio, and I would argue that Animal Kingdom launched his career. Mm-hmm. Um, well, 23 minutes of Animal Kingdom launched his career, which is kind of funny to think about. Because before Animal Kingdom, the most notable movies... Now, maybe he did some other movies that I just haven't seen or heard of that were more notable. But he was in Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith... Mm-hmm. played Owen Lars.
0: Yep, Uncle Owen. He was Kinky
4: Boots. He was in Kinky Boots, and he was in Smoking Aces. Smoking kinky a-
0: Boots, not Pussin' Boots. What's Kinky Boots?
4: I don't know. I know Kinky Boots is a play on okay. Broadway, maybe was okay. a movie in 2005, um, and Smoking Aces. It's Hugo Croup. After Animal Kingdom, he did Warrior 2011, which is great. Uh, with Tom Hardy, he did the Thing remake. I didn't see it, but it's yeah. the fucking Thing remake. Then Zero Dark Thirty, Great Gatsby, The Gift, Black Mass, Midnight Special, Loving. Like, it just mm-hmm. all of a sudden just avalanched. Yep. And that is, the only break in those movies is 2014. He did at least one of those movies every year after this. That's all.
0: Yeah, they talked about how um, Animal Kingdom is the third like highest grossing Australian film in Australia. Like home domestic mm-hmm. release. And The Square is a film that Joel Argenton did. It was a screenplay he wrote mm-hmm. uh, in 2008. So he had trouble getting that to fruition. So he kind of helped with uh, the screenplay for this. Okay. So he had some experience from his own screenplay. Sure. To kind of help it get made. So he was pretty influential in here. Not just with the 23 minutes, but behind the scenes a little bit as well. Sure, yeah. But um, let's get back to the story here. Um, so Baz is shot and killed, and I have a clip here. I'm uh, just telling you how sinister, well, funny and sinister, because Pope says some funny shit, and he says mm-hmm. some dark, sinister shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is a conversation between him and Darren, where both are on display. And this is right after Baz has died. where you get that suit? What's that suit?
2: It's a suit. What do you think it looks good on you? What? Looks gay. You gay? Fuck off, will you? It's a serious question. I don't care if you're gay or if you're not gay, you know? It's all right if you are, mate. I just want you to tell me about it, you know? I don't care whether you're gay or you're not gay. I just want you to talk to me about it, you know? Making yourself a drink? Yep. What is it? It's a bourbon and coke. Bourbon and coke's not a very gay drink, mate. I I think, look, if you're a gay man, if you are, and you want to make yourself a gay drink, just go ahead and make yourself a gay drink, you know what I mean? This is what I'm talking about, mate. I just want you to tell me things, you know? It just kills me to see you living a life. we fuck
1: off, seriously.
2: What do you think we should do?
1: I think we should be there for Kath and the family, is no? that?
2: What are you gonna do, Darren? <sighs> it's wrong and all that, you know? You know, if Baz were still here right now, and we'd just been to your funeral, We wouldn't be having this conversation. Because he'd have already done something about it. If you don't want to do anything because you're scared. Is it because you're scared? It's alright if you are. I just want you to tell me about it. Just talk to me.
0: He just wants you to tell him about it. Tell me about
4: it. So, this actually was my second question. <laughs> now, is Pope gay? Do you um, think he's gay? I have, I have evidence. I might point to okay, him being gay. Lay out your evidence. Lay out my evidence. <laughs> so, this little interaction. One. He's asking him if he's gay. It's like, like the Freudian thing. Like, he's kind of a. Fl- he's it's gay, it's so almost he's- like trying to. you're trying to find somebody like you. If you're gay, just tell me you're gay. At least yeah. then it's like you know that, well, I'm yeah. gay too type thing. Uh, the other thing he does, shortly after this, he busts in on Jay showering, rips open the shower, and tells him to steal a car for them. Mm-hmm. Except he kind of lingers for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, another kind of, maybe he's gay. I <laughs> uh, thought I had something else. That might have been it. I
0: was like, I need some. I need some, something more. Third
4: thing. Him and Craig wrestle in slow-mo in the beginning.
0: <laughs> no, you're saying it's gay because it's in slow motion?
4: <laughs> I'm saying it's gay because he did the other two things. <laughs> so initially, not gay. But once you keep asking somebody if they're gay, even though they're not, Darren doesn't at all give off the vibe that he's gay.
0: Yeah. And he keeps asking them. Well, he's wearing that pink shirt. That's a nice suit. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, if you want to make yourself a gay drink, just make yourself a gay drink.
4: <laughs> uh, and then another stretch is when Darren and him are in jail at the end, Darren won't talk to Smurf through the glass. He's mm-hmm. almost sucking on his thumb. Yeah. Maybe Pope has made Darren his bitch.
0: <laughs> I just think he is uh, kind of is a bitch or, you know, he's he's scared. He doesn't want to do any of the illegal shit like the whole movie anyways, pretty much. Darren, he's the baby. Oh yeah, he's one. He's the weak one, and he's protecting. As we'll get into the weak and the strong in a little in a little bit here. To your point, I'm not sure he's gay, but <laughs> it could be possible. It could
4: be, it could be gay. <laughs> so he's clearly done time. Yeah. So maybe he's not gay. Maybe he just likes banging dudes. <laughs> Doesn't necessarily make you. Maybe gay. He just likes
0: banging dudes.
4: Could be. You never seen. any
0: – That's the other
4: point. Ballin' dudes. Now these guys have girls. Yeah. Besides Jay. Well, Baz did. But. Well, I, I rest my case on the. Case. It
0: seems like Craig may have gotten to second base with his mom. Craig, their kisses yeah. take so long. <laughs> it's just, just kind of creepy a little bit with her kisses. Yeah, it's it's a nice little point of dominance.
4: I think it's I think it's solely a dominance thing throughout. Because they make a point to show her kissing every single one of them, mm-hmm. except for Pope, in which she sits on his lap. I don't think she ever kisses Pope, so I think it's strictly to show dominance on them because they're almost angry every time. Seems like, except Baz in the beginning, but Craig is all worked up when she makes him kiss her. Yeah, um, but he was
0: worked up because of the blender. Because then, even yeah, he kind of calms down a little bit when he starts kissing her. Almost like he like, well, it happens like every time they leave. Give us a kiss before you leave. Yeah, but then in the
4: end. After Jay uh, guns down Pope, he walks out and he kisses her on the head. Mm -hmm. And that's to signify, I run the show now. (laughs) That's how I took it.
0: And you're protected under me.
4: Right. That's almost like one of the last scenes is he walks out, kisses her on the head. You see Darren in the background. That's the movie. So I think that was a critical point in which it's like, Jay runs the show.
0: So yeah, Pope asks them to steal a car. So Jay steals a Commodore and brings it to Darren's place. Uh, the car is then planted in the middle of a nighttime uh, street as a lure. And then two policemen go to investigate, and they are ambushed and killed by Pope and Craig, apparently. Next day, Pope Darren and Jay are taken in for questioning, where Jay meets Detective Senior Sergeant Nathan Lucky. So it is Sergeant. He also leads the armed robbery squad, and Lucky's kind of an old-fashioned, honest cop. It seems like there's... At least a decent amount of crooked cops around. They're on their payroll, or maybe they are, you know, staying true to their convictions and being quote unquote good, but they're doing it in bad ways, like gunning down people willy nilly, apparently. Craig, he avoided being picked up by the police. Pope, Darren, and Smurf meet at dinner where they kind of recognize Jay as the weak link of the group. And uh, when Smurf tells, you know, Craig, give yourself up for question, he kind of panics. He meets up with an old friend in Bendigo, and I believe that was the car park or caravan park where that person, in real life, was killed. Let's look that up again here. Yep, Jed Houghton shot and killed by police in Bendigo caravan park. So another con- another connection.
4: Connection.
0: Um, while he's at his friend's place, he learns that he's already being monitored, and uh, he finds that bug out in like the bush. Yeah, like right outside the house. Finds out his friend kind of sold him out. By the time he's outside, the cops are already almost there, so he runs off, but doesn't make it too far. Yeah, gets shot and killed in the prairie. Yeah, yeah. So now uh, family's not doing so hot. (laughs) Family friend Barry Baz Brown already got killed. Now her son is dead. Smurf's son. Pope and Darren take Jay to meet Ezra. Coaches him not to tell the police anything. Pressure him to break up with Nikki, uh, which he does. Lucky like takes Jay into custody again, where he proposes that Jay be moved to witness protection. But again, Jay turned down the offer. Meanwhile, uh, Nikki, unsure what to do, shows up at Smurf's home, where Pope gives her heroin, questions her, then smothers her to death to keep her silent. So another pretty sinister scene with Ben Mendelsohn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she doesn't really know what's going on. Um, he had broken up with her. Jay did, yeah. When uh, Lucky came, they're at like a bowling alley or bowling something. Bowling alley, yeah. yep. And he kind of did the offer again. Yeah. Kind of blows him off, but that's what he was breaking up to kind of save Nikki. Yeah. He didn't want to drag her, you know, into the mud with him. Yeah. And uh, she doesn't really know anything, but to be sure, you know, Pope just kills her anyways. Right. Darren, you know, kind of no, don't. But you know, what he are doesn't, you doing, Pope? You know, he he's just, he's just too weak to do anything.
4: That was after they shot her up.
0: Yeah, he won't stand up to Pope. Up. Yep. So then Jay uh, retur- comes home again the next morning, but he sees Nikki's bracelet outside the house. And yep. then he calls her phone, yep. and he hears it in the background. So he knows something's <laughs> fucked. Yeah. And he sees Pope, and he starts running, and he outruns Pope. So then he goes to Nikki's parents' house. And this is a, after he's trying to process that. He knows pretty much that she's dead. Mm-hmm. So he's having a hard time with that. And then also being at her parents' house, them not knowing that she's dead. Can I get a ride? Right. So the dad deep. agrees to like give him a ride. And then Pope comes because he had chased. He had gotten the address from Darren. I believe, yeah. Right.
4: Because I think he's trying to get them out of the house, too. Do you, th- do you think or no? I got the vibe that he was also trying to. Because it was just them. the dad that went with. And the son. Because the son was playing a video game, and he's okay. Like, Come on, son. But the
0: mom is still.
4: Mom was gone, but the dad oh, brought the, mom the was son. Gone? Okay. I'm pretty sure. And then the dad said, "Come on, son, let's go." Type thing.
0: I thought maybe he had to go somewhere or something like that. The son. Yeah. Dropped off at you know soccer practice or something. Mm-hmm. Football practice, right? So yeah, Pope rams the car. Jay's able to sprint out of there. Yep. And then he goes straight to.
4: It's like a grocery store.
0: And he meets, is that where he meets with Lucky? Yeah. And so then they put him in witness protection. Yep. The next morning they wake up and he's trying to ask Jay if he's going to find his place in things. Um. So I have a clip here. Uh, this is kind of about the animal kingdom. The movie as a whole kind of put together. So a little bit of a, it's a metaphor for the whole movie, I guess.
2: You know what the bush is about? It's about massive trees that have been standing there for thousands of years. And bugs that'll be dead before the minute's out. It's big trees and pissy little bugs. And everything knows its place in the scheme of things. Everything. Everything sits in the order somewhere. Things survive because they're strong and everything reaches an understanding. But not everything survives because it's strong. Some creatures are weak, but they survive because they've been protected by the strong for one reason or another. You may think that because of the circles that you move in or whatever, that you're one of the strong creatures. But you're not, you're one of the weak ones. There's nothing against you, you're just just weak because you're young. But you've survived because you've been protected by the strong. but they're not strong anymore. And they're certainly not able to protect you. We're here because we know who you are and we know what you've done. Now, I know you feel like you're in a tough situation. But you have an out. There's nothing your uncles can do to squirm out of this one. Craig's learnt that the hard way. But you're not like them. We can see that. And you know that. Now, I know they're saying to you that talking to me is betraying the family. But they've betrayed you. The fact that you're talking to me, the fact that you've been left to deal with us, is all the proof that you need. And you're in danger. Don't be confused about that. I think you know. And I think you know that I can help you. But I can't keep offering. You've got to decide. You've got to work out where you fit.
1: I don't know why you're telling me all of this.
2: Yes, you do.
0: Yeah, so he's talking about the animal kingdom. Strong creatures, weak creatures... Mm-hmm. You know, strong trees, they're in, they're gonna live for a long time, while bugs are small and weak, and they're gonna live for a very short time. Just like it, everything has their order and place and things. Mm-hmm. Jay is weak because he's young. He's being protected by the strong. It's kind of like Darren's also weak, who's being protected by the strong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Because yeah, Darren, like that. You talk about in the, when he's in jail with Pope, and he doesn't say anything. Like he's stuck on his thumb. He yeah. pretty much has that look on his face like the whole movie.
4: Uh, after craig is killed is when he totally shifts seems like baz is killed and they have that that gay talk or whatever he's drinking a bourbon and a coke and Mm -hmm. he doesn't seem like extremely rattled there but yeah after craig is killed that's when he seems like he seems like a kid just like when Mm -hmm. pope kills Nikki on the couch he doesn't he doesn't totally move he leans forward to hit him a couple times like smack him not really hit him say stop but he's almost like throwing a tantrum a little bit yeah he starts to like turn into a kid again and the same when i think pope pope pushes him to like take care of jay or smurf or somebody makes comments to darren about it and darren's like why do i gotta do it like he doesn't want to do it (laughs) he doesn't want to like like take over the leadership role for darren or for jay yeah like
0: for stealing the car right
4: yeah, and he even says, like, at the beginning... Yeah, because they have the discussion at the diner. That's where that's where it is initially. Even at that point, I think they say something to Darren about. He, he needs to watch after Jay. He's like, why the hell do I need to watch after him?
0: And Jay had said earlier that, you know, he's only... Darren's only a few years older than him. Well, Two he said- or three years.
4: And you had the clip in the beginning where Jay says, Uncle Darren. He goes, don't call me uncle, it's creepy. So even he doesn't want the leader... Like, he doesn't want... The title of uncle. He doesn't want to be known as his elder. He wants to be his equal. Yeah. He already kind of established
0: that. So, with Craig and Baz dead, Pope and Darren imprisoned, and Jay, you know, probably be going to be the star witness for the prosecution, Smurf decides, quote-unquote, Jay needs to go. And when she said that, that was... I remember that hit me hard the first time. I was like, damn, she is fucking ruthless. Cold. Yeah, I was like... That was rough. We need to have to do something about Jay. I was like, damn.
4: He's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he's got to go. Like, Because well, you look at her like this little old lady who's nice the whole movie and her boys. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, that's when you start to go, she runs the shit.
0: <laughs> and from her point of view, she does make some good points. Mm-hmm. Saying that since Jay has decided to testify against the family, you know, he's, he's out of the family. There's going to be no relationship anymore. Yeah. And if he's successful, then her sons are going to be locked up in prison forever. Her yeah. other son is dead, so yeah. she is literally going to have no one left. So if she wants anyone, she literally has to kill Jay.
4: And she, the quote she says in there to Ezra, the lawyer, if my boys go down, that's it. I got no one left.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a clip here on the last clip where she's talking with the corrupt cop, oh, uh, nice. Roche. Yeah. This is her being her own sinister self This is kind of after After you see behind the curtain Yeah Pretty much in the car When she talks about killing Jay So by this time you're like Shit she really is for real She's fucking (laughs) She's diabolical Yeah
1: Look I know you got a problem Janine But I don't see how this mess you boys are in Has got anything to do with me So if you've called me in here to see If there's some strings I can pull in your way of course is that what this is about?
3: Hey, Randall, before you go on, this boy who's currently being looked after, tell me if you agree with this, this boy who's being looked after, he knows who you are. And you know how these things go, they're gonna ask him all sorts of questions about everything he's ever seen or done, everyone he's ever met, the whole shmozzle. And you've done some bad things, sweetie, haven't you? I want this part to be clear. This is not about you doing me a favor or me blackmailing you, anything like that. It's just a bad situation for everyone. Ezra's got the address. It shouldn't be too hard to set up a raid on the house. There'd be reasonable grounds what with all the strange activity, the comings and Goins day and night. One of the neighbors might have seen a gun or something. This is your area of expertise. I'm not trying to tell you how to suck eggs. What do you think?
1: I really don't see how anything can be done, Janine.
3: <laughs> Randall. I feel sick about this. I'm not happy at all, not one little bit. But we do what we have to do. We do what we must. Just because we don't want to do something doesn't mean it can't be done.
4: Yeah, pretty sinister. <laughs> <laughs> that last little bit is what I had written down. We do what we have to do. We do what we must. <laughs> it was like, jeez, she's cold.
0: <laughs> Going after her grandson. Yeah. Little Jay. So yeah, she gets she gets the address of the safe house. Suggests that they set it up to be someone called anonymous anonymously and oh there's maybe they're doing drugs and maybe it's a drug house. I saw a weapon. Yeah. And set up kind of a drug raid yep. on that house, hoping that they get killed in the crossfire. Similar to Baz. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat. So that plan goes to fruition, but the guys at the safe house see him coming, and they start freaking out, and they had already decided to put get themselves up. Like they put their hands behind their backs and put their guns out in front of them. Yeah. And uh, Jay, he sneaks out the back. He barely gets away from that Roche guy.
4: Yeah, because they say the witness protection guys are like, well, I'm not dying for this kid, type thing like that, or whatever. They're yeah. already quick to... Toss them to the side like, nah, we're not doing this. Because it's like, well, it says police on their
0: vests, but we were not sure what the fuck's going on. Right. Because we're thinking they're police. Why wouldn't they know this is a safe house? Yeah. You know, it's either one big miscommunication or it's the bad guys posing as cops. Yeah. So he jumps the fence. He goes back to Smurf's house. And, uh, yeah, obviously Grandma Smurf's a little surprised to see him. But he says he wishes to help free Pope and Darren yeah. from jail. In here, like, I see, like, they use the term solicitor and barrister, which are just other terms for, like, um, lawyers in different jurisdictions and countries. Yeah. So just another family lawyer kind of coaches Jay on his answers, kind of puts in holes in the testimony.
4: Uh, I actually thought that was a prosecuting attorney. I thought that was that was literally the opposite side that was going to be Like arguing the charges against the brothers Mm -hmm. because of the way she was talking. like She was almost saying, here's what I'm going to be saying to you. Here's what your answers need to be type thing like that.
0: I think she was just assuming or she was going to know what the prosecution was going to ask. like They're going to ask you this because this should be a pretty cut and dried case if you're the star witness. Right. You're going to give the evidence. Everything else is going to line up and it'll be fine. Yeah. But you start putting holes in your story Now, the real life, that Jason guy that testified and was in Windows Protection, his story changed multiple times up until the trial. So that would relate to this a little bit. Whereas in the film here, uh, they're acquitted because of this shady testimony. Mm -hmm. And so if his testimony changed in real life, that probably led to their acquittal. Yeah, So... There seems to be a lot of connections or something that's loosely based. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> it's like, eh, it's, it's kind of a lot. It's pretty closely based. <laughs> so after his day in court, like he sees Jay before his departure from the safe uh, hotel and asks him if he had found his place in the world, which is a reference to the earlier animal kingdom metaphor. Uh, what is he? Do you remember what he says? Does Jay respond at all?
4: I didn't think he responded. Could be wrong, but I didn't put anything. Is this is
0: still before? This is pre end of the movie, right? Pope killing.
4: Yep. yep. So I don't think he responded.
0: But he did get in the back of the good graces of uh, Grandma Smurf. She has her two sons back, or two living sons back, and she has her grandson. Yep. It was also kind of cool when Smurf saw Lucky in the, in the grocery, grocery store. store. Yeah. She taunts him.
4: I hope you catch the people that did that terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. She says that to him, uh, something similar to him previously, too, after Craig died and Leckie popped up at the door. Yep. The house. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, I had written down, Leckie's response is, you're going to come unstuck. You probably carry that feeling around with you everywhere you go. And her response is,
0: I don't. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's fucking ruthless. <laughs> So Jay comes back um, to Grandma's house and kind of asks to stay again. And she's like, hey, you know, you're hungry. Pope's outside cooking. He's like, oh, I'm just going to go lie down. And he says hi to Pope and Darren. But he you know, says, I'm going to go lie down. Mm-hmm. Pope comes in to talk to him. And I wonder what he's going to talk to him about. Because when he sits down, all they can get out is, you know, it's a crazy fucking world, right? That's yeah. what he says, crazy fucking world. Yeah. And then, because when you see Jay, he's just, heads on the pillow, hands underneath his head. So later you find out that he had a gun under the pillow. Mm-hmm. and That's how, because it just, the camera shows, pope, all of a sudden, bam, fucking head blown off. Yeah. Which is fucking sweet. I actually didn't see that coming right away, or at least I forgot. the first time I saw it.
4: Uh, even the second time I watched it, I forgot how quick it happened after he said that. So even this the second time I watched it, I was like, "Oh shit!" He doesn't (laughs) give a fuck what he has to say. I totally forgot. Yeah, yep.
0: He's going for it, and then he, the transition is complete.
4: Yeah, that's when Jay walks out, and Smurf's standing there, you know, because they heard a gunshot, and Darren is still sitting outside. And then that's when he hugs her, kisses her on the head.
0: Darren kind of looks through the window. Yeah.
4: He's like, "Fuck that dude!"
0: Like they they all know what happened, but (laughs) they don't seem to really care. Right. He's also. Pope's the reason they're in a lot of problems. So I think Smurf is kind of, she's sad to see her son go, but I think she also realizes that it's probably saving Darren and Jay as well.
4: She goes off on uh, Pope and the diner, I believe, about you think setting up those cops and killing them is, you think that helped Baz, you think he cares type thing? Yeah. So I think she's kind of at her wit's end with Pope in general (laughs) because he's kind of a pain in the ass. Just got in the stock market. Like Joel Edgerton was telling them. Get you on the stocks.
0: <laughs> so uh in the beginning of the film, when the title card comes up Animal Kingdom, it's like over a it's kind of like a metal painting type of thing. Yeah, or a design like that. on the wall yep. of lions in the animal kingdom. There's a little bit of a Lion King reference, but not much. The only thing you could say is probably that, you know, Jay is Simba and Pope is Scar.
4: That's yeah. That's and all that, you I know, got he, out of it too.
0: See Simba doesn't even necessarily kill Scar cuz when he comes back and then the end of Lion King he basically banishes Scar from from the lands. Mhm. And but as he's leaving I think he attacks his, his lady uh, Lala or Nala. Oh no, he the attacks tiger. Simba
4: so they get in a fight and then he oh, yeah, he banishes him he banishes him and then uh goes over the cliff. goes over the cliff and then the
0: hyenas he, get him. Yep. So I, he's eaten by hyenas. Yeah. Whereas, Jay just blasts his ass. <laughs> yeah, he just blows him. Up. <laughs> and on the cover, I forget who uh, what the who the critic was, but like this is the Australian answer to Goodfellas. And you and I are both saying this isn't really like Goodfellas at all. It's a lot more like the Godfather. At least I think.
4: Yeah, I I don't even know if I'd put it. Yeah, I would compare it more to Godfather than Goodfellas.
0: I think it's a lot more like a Michael character than. Anything in Goodfellas. Easily.
4: Yeah. The Godfather relation is stronger. Goodfellas, I mean, they're, yeah, they're both gangster flicks uh, because it is a crime family. Mm. You can tell they've been kind of doing organized crime for a while. But Goodfellas just follows a different path. <laughs> it's just different. Yeah. I think the Godfather, Michael, that makes more sense because Michael goes from being the non-crime member of the family mm-hmm. to getting thrown full-forced in, you know, yeah. by the end of...
0: He's ascended to the top by the end of the movie. Right.
4: By the end of it, he's, he's at the top, just like Jay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought, would say it's, yeah, surely an answer to Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's what's sacrosanct. You know, people don't want no to... Compare the Godfather, like Godfather ...type yeah. thing, but it's more comparable.
0: Yeah, when he kisses Grandma <laughs> Smurf you know, kind of puts his arm or mm-hmm. embraces her. just like the door closing on Diane Keaton's face in the Godfather. Yep. Cause the, I forget the last line. Somebody says, he's like, hello, Godfather or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like the door closes, Diane Keaton's like, Oh, uh, I just lost my husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is head honcho now. Yeah. Just like Jay. You want to, uh, maybe talk about some of the other themes yeah movie. so
4: a handful of the other themes that I wrote down, so animals, I mean, obviously animal kingdom, but I mean more specifically, kind of elders dominating throughout the film occurs, kind of the dominance with Pope being the older brother, but also Smurf, um, Guy Pierce, I would say he kind of shows his dominance mm-hmm. um, and in, uh, by at least by his
0: intelligence.
4: Right, and uh, Joel Swindy Edgerton, Day. too. There, There's specific scenes where they're not needed only to drive home kind of, Jay being the young, weak, to use guy Pierce's words, uh, member, and the other one's kind of teaching him and taking care of him. Baz in the bathroom at the restaurant tells him to wash his hands. <laughs> Mind you, yeah. Jay's 17, but he goes, did you wash your hands? And he goes, what? And he goes, well, you touched your cock, didn't you? <laughs> And then he washes his hands. And he watches him wash his hands. And he goes, pats him on the back and walks out. So it's little you know, things
0: like that. When you brought up the, uh, you know, possibly that Pope's gay, that there, he's wrestling Craig in the beginning, I kind of took that as what going with, like, the lion metaphor and, like, yep. pride. Like, kid, you know, kids playing around, just like young lion cubs, would, you know, they fight and wrestle and that's how yeah. they play. Yeah, I was trying to
4: just argue the gay thing as much <laughs> as I could. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I thought the I thought the wrestling was more of like animals kind of wrestling around and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, because yeah, like the an the symbolism with animals is throughout the movie. You have the title card shot with like you said that painting, metal, whatever it was. Uh, and then um, not to mention the movie opens and it's a dark screen and there's dogs barking. There's a dog barking, and then when it cuts to Jay sitting in the living room with his mom overdosed on heroin, you don't ever see a dog anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So the movie opens really with a dog. You have Pope and Craig wrestling in slow-mo, so it is almost kind of an animalistic type thing. Um, And then there is the the barking dogs that's heard over the radio out at the farm, too. That's what Mm -hmm. pisses Craig off. It's dogs barking outside that piss him off. But also when the cops shoot him down, he's, like, shot down in a prairie. And the cop almost lines up almost like he's hunting. So, like, Craig is shot in tall prairie-type setting, kind of giving that animal lion almost feel. Lion is more predominant thing used throughout, it seems like. But Yeah. The description of the bush in general, obviously. Well, they're the
0: king of the animal kingdom. Right. And then you so have... Show king.
4: You have Jay sitting in the market when he's waiting for Detective Lecky. You have that dog statue sitting right next to him okay uh and i think that is more that's why kind of the barking dog in the beginning and then the dog he is almost like you have a dogs and you have lions type thing and that's where it's kind of shifted but and throughout the whole thing he's he's kind of a deer in headlights up until the end yep so he's always kind of watching and that's kind of like cubs or you know smaller animals looking um family was a big thing so obviously the crime family but uh Police family is a big one. You see mm-hmm. that, like, all the crooked cops together. Um, Detective Lecky and how he is kind of the dominant figure in some of those. The girl's, girlfriend's family. Um, the mom says to Nikki, I do a lot for you in, like, letting a boyfriend stay over, a high school boyfriend stay overnight here. And, <laughs> like, little lines like that just show, like, family as a whole throughout. The elders saying Darren being pushed into the male role model but doesn't want it. Um, Smurf's expectations that Pope watches over Darren in prison. And Pope's like, or what? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> like, he <laughs> like doesn't want to. Uh, and then there's also games. So I noticed games are shown throughout. Um, there's a game show in the beginning that he's watching. Deal or no deal. He's watching yep. on TV almost like in a trance. No deal. Uh, Smurf and his mom having the falling out over a 500-card game. 'Cause of the Joker Trump rule. Nikki's brother is playing a game. I believe he's playing a video game before Jay gets him to leave the house too. And then uh more predominant theme kind of the boy becoming a man. So he's that he's even naive when he decides at the end, like, Oh, I'm just gonna go under cop protection. He still hasn't fully understood that he has to stand out on his own. And then when he once he realizes the cops can't protect him, he has to protect himself. Um, that's when he kinda takes over. So yeah there's also a lot of slow-mo scenes i mean you have the wrestling scene that's in slow-mo no sound just kind of the score and then also when he's carrying Nikki out of the house pope that's slow-mo no sound when he's in the market it's another slow-mo kind of no sound just that's just more kind of cool Mm -hmm. cool shots the tracking shot jay returning to the witness protection home that tracking shot, when he's walking up to the house, it's one shot that follows him through the, ho- the window. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool, too.
0: So I'll give him that on The Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> Only question I have left is what is the deal with inside the SUV or why does the cop point the gun at Jay? Yeah, I thought that was a cool scene. Um, it could even be just a dream sequence almost like Jay's imagining it. Could be. Like, this is it. there. Smurf is actually gonna get me through this. Um, the
4: other thing I thought of was in the beginning, he points a gun at those two guys, mm-hmm. and they run off scared. And yeah. now it's flipped, where he's kind the of. one has a gun pointed at him, and he's not gonna run off scared. Yeah, could just be a dream sequence too, where he's just imagining it.
0: I mean, day day. the film, the filming of it doesn't change at all. They they don't use it like a weird filter or no. anything like that. Like the music doesn't change. So you could so,
4: argue it it is happening, tape thing. Yeah, But then uh, nothing
0: comes of it. It's like, why would that happen? Right. Like maybe the cops just fucking with him. Yeah. Which cops fuck
4: with him even when he's in witness protection. Like when mm-hmm. he's staying at the motel and he wakes up and the cops flicking water at him <laughs> on the bed and the cop yeah. has left his gun right next to the nightstand. Yeah. Almost like, reach for it so then I can shoot you. It's feel. Guy Pierce walks in and gets him to go outside. I think that's when he has the Bush discussion.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's the only thing that's a little, still a little open to interpretation, but yeah, either way, I mean, I, I probably won't watch War Machine, but I still watch pretty much anything else this guy does. You yeah, know, you he wrote should, Hesher. I was
4: going to say, he wrote Hesher. I love <laughs> Hesher. Hesher's great.
0: War Machine's
4: just, it's that, it's that dud. War <laughs> Machine's just not, it's not good. You get the dud out of there. Just boring. Well, anything else you want to add? No. Straight up there with Wake and Fright, I would say in favorite Australian movies. Yeah. And out of all the Australian movies I've seen, the best ones I've seen those two. Wake and Fright's still better, but it's definitely yeah.
0: really good. It's a soonish,
4: that's for sure. Yeah.
0: So Wake and Fright's probably an ASAP. This is a soonish. Mad Maxes are all over the board. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. But yeah, reach out to us. Email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie. Go to our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And please, please subscribe and rate and review on iTunes and or Stitcher. Other than that, we will check you later. Guess
3: we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye.
1: Dork, man. What are you talking about? Check you later. (laughs) Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, you off my case?